0: Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 498. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton. And if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And I am so thrilled to have you here today. And I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Marianne Robot from the Center of Lifelong Happiness. Marianne, welcome.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me today. And I'm really excited to see where our
0: conversation goes. Oh, me too. Listeners, you know, I never know where a conversation is going when I get on here and push record. Marian, I would love if you would share your journey with the listeners and tell us how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, it's a little long, so I will give you, as my husband says, we just digest version. So I grew up in a family of six kids. And when I was young, I was very empathetic and also very intuitive. And about the age of 13, I kept getting or having these dreams and in the dreams, People that didn't belong at certain weddings, when I would wake up from the dream the next day, they would pass away. And I had like three right in a row. And so it really scared me. And I just closed down my access point. And so if you fast forward, I'm in my 20s. I'm working in corporate America and working for a new vice president. And I had just given a presentation. And he said, when are you going to use your real gifts? And I thought, oh gosh, he didn't like my presentation. I was asking for a couple million dollars for my group to support his group and doing what they needed to do. So I followed up with him and he goes, no, 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 I'm going to give you your money. Like, that's fine. I want to know when you're going to use your real gifts. So he had me very confused. And then he starts bringing up your intuition, your healing capability. So I was intrigued. Yeah, I was really intrigued by it. And he said, I'm happy to be a mentor for you. So I went under his his mentorship, and he quickly opened me back up to my intuition, and I connected with my spirit guides. And I would get all these amazing insights and for people and for myself. And I just thought that was normal. And he kept saying, you know how special this is, like the level of information, the depth you get in such a quick time. And, I, I, and I, I just thought he was trying to flatter me. Well, within like six or seven months, he's like, you've outgrown my capability. You need to go find another teacher. And what happened was the information on what people needed or how to support somebody just started to flow directly to me. So I'd be in conversation and I would hear these little voices in my head, like ask them this question, ask them that question, ask them how you can. And I noticed that if I followed that little voice in my head, the conversation, uh, what we were engaged in was brought to a deeper level or a more fascinating level or a more healing level. Because at that time, I was not only running my living and working in corporate, but I also had a side coaching business. And as I began to coach more and more of um, these questions started to pop in my head. And what I began to notice is that by listening to what these questions were and asking, whoever I was coaching would either like burst into tears or have some massive breakthrough in the moment. And I thought, wow, this is better than like where I would have went if I went mindfully versus just intuitively. And Then I stepped out of corporate, I had triplets, and I realized when I went back to work, like, "Mm, I waited a long time to have these babies, I didn't want to be away from them that long. I didn't know you
0: were a mom of multiples too.
1: I am, I have, um, they're 18 years old, so we- We are experiencing extreme empty nesting. You know, they came in all at once and they're off to college all at once. So I was telling a friend of mine with multiples, like, there is no ease into anything. Like, you just go from one face to the other and you're in it in a big way and then you're out of it and then it's the next phase and so so, i'm on
0: the opposite side of the spectrum from you sorry to interrupt your story that's okay i have three year old twins and then their older sister is only 16 months older so sometimes i feel like we have triplets wow i mean i don't know twins were hard enough i can't imagine triplets i wonder how much different it actually is though right Besides the fact you don't, you have two arms.
1: (laughs) Right. You know what? I think it is exponentially more because a few times when we've had, you know, one of the babies being watched by someone else and we only had two, we'd be like, oh, my God, this is so easy. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, you get used to. Uh, what you have. So we yeah. never had a uh, we call a singleton. We only had the multiples. And so very quickly, we just ramped up into, you know, how do you parent for multiples? And they're mm-hmm. very different from each other. And their personalities are different. And how they see the world is different. So, you know, they're still very unique in their own way. Uh, the only biggest challenge, uh, I guess the biggest challenge is they go through everything all at once. You yeah. know, so...
0: I do have a question. Sorry, and it's, again, not related to your story, but then we'll go back to your story. Are they identical or fraternal?
1: Fraternal. They're all fraternal. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so they're two
1: girls and a boy.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. That would have, I would have asked if just the girls were identical then, but that's actually why I was asking, because I have boy-girl twins. And Ah. I've always laughed, like, inside, because I don't ever want to make anybody feel bad, but they've asked me, are they identical or fraternal? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, wait a second. They're boy girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You yeah. should see some of the questions I used to get with triplets. Like, people just have no boundaries. So they would ask you, like, do oh, triplets totally run in the family or did you do that? You know, and I'd be like, well, I mean, I mean, these were just people on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be walking down the street.
0: Oh, my gosh. People would come up and touch my belly in the grocery. I mean, I was yeah. a whale. Yeah. It's like, I'm wheeling around on this cart because I can't walk anymore. Please don't come up and touch my belly. I never <laughs> had, you know, I had never had the gumption to actually say it. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't mm-hmm. know you. Yeah. I know, I know. It's very interesting. But you went back to corporate after you had your triplets.
1: I did. I loved working in business. I was a a transformation manager, so I helped transform organizations and people all day long. And so the big joke is on me, because when I left, all these people that I coached on the side or I was coaching in business started calling me and saying, hey, now that you're not working full time, can I come back or can I get some coaching from you? And what happened is, as I started to coach more, the healing work started to really open up. Like I heard my head, like, put your hand on her knee or bring up this. Uh, The biggest and the scariest at the same time was I was told in my head, you know, tie this person's hands up. And I'm like, I am not going to tie someone's hands up. Like, that is crazy. But the voice in my head was getting louder and louder and louder. And so I finally said, you know, I keep getting this message that I should tie your hands up and and the client said, okay. And I'm like, really? And so I'm running around that, my house looking for something, and I find Christmas ribbons. So I, you know, tie him up with a bub. And the moment I tied them up, this poor person went into, like, convulsive um, crying and shaking all over. And I'm like, oh, dear God, what am I doing? And I'm praying, like, everything's going to be okay. And why did I ever listen to that voice in, the, in my head? And I, I was just a mess. And then I heard... Now tell her she has the power to untie herself. And so I told her that, and it was another round of all of this. And afterwards, she shared with me that she was held captive for 48 hours and felt powerless. In that powerlessness ran her whole life. And in the moment where I told her she could untie her hands, she said, I felt like I got my power back. Wow. And, uh, you know, that was the moment that I began to really trust that what I was getting intuitively, even though I didn't understand it or had no framework for what was being asked of me, I was just going to trust and commit to listening to my intuitive thoughts because I could see how much more impactful and powerful it was in helping people move forward in their lives.
0: Right. I just want to share with listeners who haven't listened before and listeners who have listened before. I'm a Christian, and but I also, like, especially lately, I have been encountering more and more spiritual healers intuitives, shamans, energy healers. And it's been absolutely eye-opening because while I can sit here and listen and I hear what God has to say to me, you know, I believe every person has spirit talking to them in some way. And for some people, spirit is not God, you know, it's their own spirit. So while some of you listeners might be skeptics, like, are you kidding me? If you don't mind, Marianne, I just want to share one quick story. Sure. I was at an event recently and I had a client there who is spirit led and I had purposely left my husband at home. We don't have very many credit cards at all or debit cards. I left him at home with one card and I told him, use this because I am taking this one to the event with me. And it, the card I took with me was my PayPal debit card.
1: Mm.
0: I knew what money was on it. I knew there was no more money going to go on it while I was gone. This is the money I had to work with. So I look one day at the balance, and it says $40 is left on it. And I knew I'd gone there with a lot more. I was like, Mm -hmm. what? Holy smokes. And I didn't bring it up with my husband. I was like, okay, everything will work itself out. Well, the next morning, I was walking down the hall with my client, and she said, Spirit told me to ask you if you're all right financially, because I was told that you might need a little bit to get yourself through the rest of this event. Wow. And I just shook my head. Listeners, yeah. I am not broke. I just want you to know that. My husband had a card, which was ample for him. He's just forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> and I nearly broke down crying. I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I knew something was going on. Right. And I was told to ask you. Right. And I think in that moment, I was sold. Because I was a skeptic up until that point. But right. I, there was no reason for her to know. I don't share that stuff. Right.
1: And you know, it's so interesting because my mom asked me, because we grew up Orthodox and Christian, and she said, what is all this work doing for you? And I said, Mom, it's actually brought me closer to God. It really has, because now I feel like I experience Him in my day-to-day life, and I understand how He works with us.
0: That's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. And so for me, it just opened this whole channel. That, you know, as kids, you just, you say your catechism and you pray and you do all those things, but I never really had a super strong connection. I was, I went to church, I'd say I was religious, but it wasn't until I started to do this work that I really realized that this was receiving messages to help people heal so they could be the best versions of themselves.
0: I love that. And I apologize, I'm not trying to get controversial, but I've heard people say, you know, that it's not in alignment with our faith.
1: Right. But I
0: I don't see how it's not. I mean, if you look in the Bible, there are so many people in the Bible who have spoken to Spirit in multiple forms and gotten messages that they conveyed to their people. Right. So how can we say that it's not in alignment with our faith when it's Right. right there in written word? So how is your, how is it? gone on to shape? Has it shaped your family? And how has it grown in your business? And what do you do today?
1: So I have been doing my business, I always thought I'd go back to uh, corporate America when my kids got into school. And what I found was I loved doing my work so much that the coaching and the healing. And over the years, i just developed more and more of it. So I went down a path of shamanism because things were coming in, but I had no context. And if you live in the East, so many of us operate out of our brains, right? Like that's what we value knowledge and we value education to the nth degree. Where I think on the West Coast, people are much more open to experiential and feeling and knowing, but that's not true in the world I came from. And so this was all sort of happening to me, but I didn't have language around it. So I went and I got trained as a shaman in two different lineages. And I worked with a shaman in Peru for years who, uh, when I met him, he was in his 90s. And he initiated me. I was the only non-Peruvian that was ever initiated into his lineage. And it was amazing. But what I found over time is that the information I would hear from spirit was much more, was easier. Like I didn't need all the shamanistic rituals that went along. And I taught shamanism for years, so I love it and I honor what it brings to people. And I found like they were showing me much simpler ways to do the healing, to help people open up, to make movement in their life, to transform their life. And so I moved away from that and I really just trust the intuition and what I receive for individuals. And a a few years back, I had sent out a survey to my clients because I've had clients for now over 18 years, like consistently that still come to me to get tune-ups or to change something or if they're going through big transitions to get support as well as new clients. And I said, so what do you get from working with me? And almost 95% of them wrote back and said happiness. Like my level of happiness in life has gone up dramatically. So at that time, I was like renaming my center. So I, I now call it the Center for Lifelong Happiness, which is crazy because I would never have thought that was the end result I would have thought movement transformation was, but that movement and transformation led people to have more joy and happiness
0: in their lives. It's so beautiful. It's so absolutely beautiful. And I am saddened sometimes by people who don't realize that they have the choice.
1: Yes, absolutely. I was just uh, dialoguing with one of my longtime clients today, and she was in a lot of a drama over her life and how it hasn't moved and she's in the same patterns and I said well if that's the story you're carrying that's what you're going to experience but every moment is an opportunity for us to recreate something new so you have to mind your thoughts to always look for what is it you want to create what is it that you want to see what we put our attention to is what we begin attracting to us. So if we put our attention to lack or unhappiness or life is hard or it doesn't work for me or it's a struggle or I can't or you know whatever else, that's what we're going to get more of. If we put our attention on possibility and opportunity and flow and ease and that there's more than enough and, and that we can honor the brilliance within each of us, then that's what we keep attracting more of. So we do have a choice. And the choice is what is the story that we live within? Because so many of us have limiting beliefs. We limit our ability to see our own magnificence or our own brilliance or our own love and what we can create in the world. And that limit keeps us playing small. But if we can look at what are the beliefs that I hold that are constraining and flip them around, call it my flip process. So you go from a negative to, so for years, I'll give you an experience. We, my parents always told us, if you can work hard, you'll make a lot of money. So we, I have five brothers and sisters. So the six of us, what are we? We all were workaholics. We all worked hard so that we could make enough money for our, more than enough money for our families. And one day I thought, what if work could be easy and I could still receive the abundance? And so for me, I flipped the thought that came through my lineage, right? Like it was my mother's thought. It, you know, it was her yeah. mother's thought because my grandmother was an immigrant. So she came over and. And had to work hard. There was no support system, right? But that energy of working hard to make whatever it is you wanted to make in life didn't have to be there anymore.
0: Absolutely.
1: So I flipped that limiting belief to a more empowering belief that says I could work easy and I can enjoy my work and still make whatever I need to make to support a lifestyle I choose.
0: Absolutely. Listeners, if this is your first episode, and I'll try not to say that again, then you haven't heard the story. In 2008, I lost my job. I was an interior architect for a decade. And I joined a local networking group where I met a chiropractor who is now one of my closest friends. And in our first appointment, we got into just small talk. And he asked what my favorite movie was. And I told him at the time it was What Dreams May Come, Robin Williams. I think Uh it's still such a uh, one of my favorites. It's so gorgeous. And he asked me if I had heard of the law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, and I hadn't up until that day. So he explained a little bit to me. And at that point, I was was married to my first husband, and I was completely miserable. I'm just putting it out there. like I was constantly unhappy. But I went home, and I did research. And this is before—I like know Facebook was around then, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Certainly, I don't think groups were around then. So I found some Yahoo groups, and I joined them. I feel like I'm dating myself here, but I already told you, 2008— And I was so intrigued. I never knew until that point that I had the right and the power to make myself happy. So I decided to give it a shot. My husband at the time came home that night. Mary and I have a tendency. I have not even a tendency, a habit of burning dinner. Okay. (laughs) I'm no chef. And I, I think I was burning dinner again. And he just started in on me. And I looked at him and I smiled. Like, I could see in my head the words going in one ear and out the other. Mm. He looked at me and he was completely puzzled. Why are you smiling? And I said to him, because you no longer have the right to make me happy or to control my happiness. And, like, I can see him to this day, like, his head jerking backwards. Like, oh, my gosh, what has shifted here? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and from then on out it was different yes and, and I mean there are days I'm remarried now There, my husband now has the power to impact me through what he is experiencing but I realized actually maybe it's not realized but I've totally embraced just yesterday because he woke up in a bad mood don't tell him I said so
1: <laughs>
0: that I didn't have to let that control my day like, it, right. previously, it would have just thrown off my whole day, and yesterday, I'm like, no way. This is the end of this. I'm going to have a great day, despite the bad mood, or which side of the bed you woke up on. And, yeah, we have the power, so let's embrace it. Mary, right for people who don't know, for listeners who don't know, can you please explain shaman and shamanic healing?
1: Shaman and shamanic healing is just energy healing, but done with a whole bunch of rituals. And there's indigenous shaman healing, like the Native American shaman healing. There's the Latin American shaman healing. And what shaman just represents is medicine man or medicine woman. And what that means is that these people have special gifts that can help heal physical and emotional pain. As well as a whole lot of other things like co-locate and be in in two places at once. We were in Peru once and this healer, Bernardina, had walked up one side of the canyon and we all walked up the other side. And one of the women that was traveling with us was having trouble breathing. And the next thing we knew, now we saw Bernadina like three minutes before that, way up on the other side of the canyon. The next thing we knew, Bernadina was with us, giving this woman some herbs to breathe in to help her heal her breathing. And I was like...
0: Where did you come from?
1: Yeah, how is this even possible, yeah. right? Like, that's the kind of thing, like they have magical, I would say they have... They understand the laws of energy in our universe, and you can use energy to help shift and clear and heal and support people. So just like the law of attraction is really how do you use attraction energy in our universe to to have what it is that you want? So that's done, I mean, Jerry and Esther Hicks were great at bringing that into the world. Mm -hmm. And in shamanism, they would have like rituals around how do you open up the access to having what it is that you want. So it's a, it's just how I look at it is you're trained and you're practiced in how do you use energy to shift whatever's happening in the person's life at that time.
0: I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we hear stories about people who have... Been diagnosed with a terminal illness and they turned to their faith and prayed, and all of a sudden they're miraculously healed. Right? right.
1: It's similar. It's very similar. Like, I have a client that came to me that, like, a year ago and said, She was a young mom, only 34 years old. She said, My doctor just gave me three months to live. Wow. But I'm not accepting that.
0: Oh, I and I that.
1: said, Great. I love that you're not accepting that. Let's yeah. get to work. Yeah, and in her case, what was there was just a lot of anger and rage blocking the flow of energy through her body, so her body was actually under attack
0: Mm -hmm. by
1: all this energy she was holding on to.
0: And we've heard that stress can cause heart attacks. Absolutely, stress is a bad energy. I mean, and I've noticed that when I have a bad headache, if I focus on it, yeah, that headache is just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Right? But when I let it go, and when I, I'll even tell myself, my head feels great. Yeah. If it doesn't always work. I, maybe I'm just not oh, doing it. Oh, Kim, here,
1: right. he, here's what you could do. You could call in the healer's energy. Like, universe, send me beautiful green healer's energy. because. Green is the color of healer's energy. And you just begin to imagine it flowing through your headache. And as it's flowing through your headache, you imagine like that tension and stress being sort of broken apart. And as you start to breathe a little bit easier and you feel less tension, then you invite in love and you invite in support and you invite in ease. Whatever it is that was causing the headache. You invite in what you need. And so then that energy comes and soothes. And before you know it, I mean, that could be done in five minutes. It could take you 30 minutes. But before you know it, your headache's gone. I had a, a woman here this weekend. She actually, uh, she's in my healing school, but she happens also to be my sister-in-law, who is a nurse, who for 20-something years has suffered massive migraine headaches and who I was trying to just over the last year or so, she's become interested in the work I do because the Western medicine, no matter what she tries, is not helping her. And on Sunday, she came in with this huge smile on her face and she said, I woke up today pain-free and I haven't felt pain-free in 30 years. Like the whole class erupted, right? Like that's the power of how energy, if we move energy out of our bodies, if we can shift it, if we could bring in lighter vibrations for ourselves, if we align to what our purpose is and and what we desire and want to co-create, that's the possibility we have, is to live in full health and live in true alignment to what we came here to do.
0: Mm. I love that. I feel it's unfortunate so often by all the drugs that are prescribed all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband, for example, he he was injured in the service and they gave him Oxycontin. And yeah. we've all, I mean, a lot of us have heard the stories of what happens with disabled veterans who are put on Oxycontin. It does not, oftentimes, it does not end up well. Right. And he was all, I mean, I hope he doesn't mind, but I'm just going to put it out there. He actually found himself with a knife or a, a sword to his belly. Oh, because geez. that's where he was at. Yeah. But he, up until that point, and even until he met me, didn't know that there were alternatives. I ended up taking him to my chiropractor, mm-hmm. and we're still working on the you know positive thinking. But he's an amazing man, so I'll deal with whatever thinking he has. But you know, yeah. But we don't always have to go to prescription drugs, often, and some of which are often worse than the pain that we're already experiencing.
1: Right. You know, I believe like Western medicine needs to change dramatically Mm -hmm. because what we do is we treat the symptoms. We don't get to the root cause of what's causing the pain in the body. And and it's probably not even physical. It's probably emotional. Your husband was over in the war and saw a lot of probably horrible things. And he, in order to get through it, he just sort of shoved it down, shoved it down, shoved it down. And then what happens is we have so much stored in ourselves, all this energy that's dark and negative, and it hurts, that we can no longer hold it. Like we begin to experience pain in our bodies. And it could be joint pain or back pain or any kind of pain. And the first thing Western medicine does is like, here, let me give you something to mask the pain. Whereas if you were in Eastern medicine, whether it's, you know, Asian or uh, working with the Meridians or chiropractic, they're much more aligned to, let's get to the root of this. Let's go in and see what's causing the pain. Because it could be physical or it could be emotional. But we are very happy to prescribe pills, Before we take a minute, I had this experience after I had my triplets. About nine months after I had my triplets, I went to a new PCP and I said, God, I'm just having a really hard time. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time getting up in the morning. I'm exhausted all the time. She did not ask me one question. She said, here, you're depressed. Here's a prescription. And then sent me on my way. And I was like in such shock that I couldn't even do anything. And I walked out to the car and I'm like, am I depressed? I've never been depressed in my life. I don't even know what depression looks like or feels like. And so I called. I had just happened to be working with a naturopath. And I called him and I said, so I went to my PCP, told him. And he said, oh, did you say you had triplets and you don't sleep more than three hours a night? And I said, well, no, she never asked. Did you say that you have been coming off of sugar so you have no more artificial Sugar driving you through the day? No, she never asked. because that's your problem. She doesn't ask. All she does is prescribe. And in that moment, I felt so much upset and anger towards this doctor because I thought, who else is she doing this to? Like, luckily, I was already seeing this naturopath. So I could call him and say, this is what just happened to me. I don't think I'm depressed, but I don't know. And he's like, no, it's because you're withdrawing off the sugar and you're getting no sleep. So of course you would have trouble with your energy.
0: Oh my gosh, Marianne. Yeah. Before I lost my job in 2008, I started my first business, total mistake, in 2005. And I went way too long getting no sleep. And this is a decade before the twins. And I was sleeping only a couple hours a night. I've done this to myself twice. I will not do it again. In January of 2nd, 1st of 2008, I was admitted to the mental hospital because I the sleep deprivation was causing hallucination. Exactly. Suicidal thoughts. And I'd also been neglecting my thyroid. Well, they knew that my thyroid levels were whack because they did blood work as soon as they admitted me. But rather than ask me about my sleep and focus first on the thyroid, they prescribed me Prozac, Wellbutrin, and Ativan. Yeah. And I I didn't know better. I took all three. (laughs) Wow. Which numbed me out and changed me as a person. And then the psychiatrist got angry when I took myself off the drugs because I finally woke up and realized, oh my gosh, I don't need this. I needed sleep and to take care of my thyroid.
1: Right. Right. So, this is what I see happening to people so much is that they're just being prescribed all these drugs. That dim their light dull their pain but they're like walking zombies, they're not getting the joy or the fun or the excitement out of life and 99% of the time it could be something physical like lack of sleep or it could be emotional like you know you lost somebody and you haven't processed grieving yet and so that's why you're having a difficult time but to just throw depression pills to sort of keep the depression out, isn't very responsible. No. Now, I, and I'm not saying all Western medicine's is bad. Certainly there's times and places that you need Western medicine and that. But it's like pick and see what and how much time they take to really get under the covers with you to figure out what is going on.
0: Absolutely. You know, there's so much
1: pressure in our medical system these days because they have 15 minutes to spend with each person. Yeah. So they are rushed, and, you know, I just, I feel bad for the doctors, I feel bad for the patients, because it doesn't have to be that way, and yet it is, so.
0: I don't think doctors can have affiliates, I just need to put that out there, but I got a new PCP just this year. I'm in Dayton, Ohio, and Dr. McCoy with Wright State Patterson, I'm naming him because he shocked the heck out of me. He comes into the room for our first appointment he sits down and he crosses his legs I mean the fact that he sat down was my first shock and he says tell me about yourself mm. tell me about your family What right. do you work, what are your hobbies and I just looked at him and I was like what? and he looked back right. at me and he's like why are you confused I was like because I'm not used to having any more than 5-10 minutes with my doctor he's like well no, he's like I want to know what's going on so we can treat It just completely confused the heck out of me And that's how I feel it should all be. Marianne, I want to ask you, the majority of the listening base is entrepreneurs. Our entrepreneurs, forgive my grammar, and in the hustle and bustle of growing our businesses, we can often get very stressed and we can sacrifice sleep. But from your experience and from your expertise, do you have any recommendations for simple steps that entrepreneurs can take on any given day to bring ourselves back to center and live a more peaceful existence within our business and family?
1: Absolutely. So there's three things I'd love to just share with you. One is to look at every day how you're approaching your work. So if you think it's going to be challenging, if you think it's going to be hard, if you think it's going to be tough to grow your business, then that's what you're going to experience. So, get clear on what your affirmations around growing your business is going to be. Like, I grow my business with ease. I attract the exact ideal customers to me. If you keep putting those out, that's what you're going to get. So that's one thing. The second thing I would say is that I mean, I go into overwhelm sometimes, too, because I have so many things going on, and it's me, and I have about three people working for me right now, three or four. But everything has to go through me. And so what I do is I breathe, and I say to myself, so this day is going to be super protective. I'm going to get exactly what I need to get done, done. I don't even care how it gets done. It just gets done. And what I find is like suddenly someone's taking something off my plate for me or someone else is offering to do something or and it, it all works. So what you need to do is be clear on asking for support, asking to have people come in and help you with things energetically, and then be open to receiving. A lot of times entrepreneurs feel like they have to do it all themselves. No, you don't. <laughs> like, there are a lot of different skill sets. Like, I'm awful at technology. And my, the joke is, I work with a great technologist, and the joke is, like, she doesn't want me to touch anything because I, I ruin it somehow. <laughs> like, I make it worse and harder. And so I hire someone to take care of that for me. I don't want to learn. I don't want to waste my time. So really think about how do you stay in your zone of brilliance? How do you focus on what it is that you have passion about and you want to bring out in the world? And then hire some people to support you, because that's the biggest mistake. We feel like a lot of energy of entrepreneurs, especially ones that are just starting out, you live in the energy of lack. And like, oh, I can't, I can't hire somebody. I'm not making enough. Yeah. But you know what? There are so many people out in the world that would say, yeah, I, I'd be happy to work for you a few hours a week. Mm-hmm. I love hiring moms that are home. Yeah. Because a lot of professional women are now home with their kids. And they're not looking for full time. Some of them aren't even looking for part time. But they are looking for something that they could sink their teeth in a few hours a week. And so they're not asking the big bucks they are actually more excited about having something to think about <laughs> beyond just, you know, what am I feeding my kids today? Uh, what, How am I going to, you know, change another diaper? It's so fascinating how many people are so skilled that would be happy to help entrepreneurs get going. And yet what I see a lot is entrepreneurs not a- acting.
0: Oh, and you're here's, totally my,
1: right. here's my final advice for entrepreneurs It could be easy if you believe in yourself and you get the right support that you need and you continuously focus on asking the universe for help and support and getting the guidance, then it can be easy to grow your business. I call my business my accidental business. I never intended on having my own business. I've been in business now 18 years. And we keep reforming and reshaping. Like I remember thinking when my kids go to college, I want to have more flexibility and freedom to travel. So the last couple of years, I've been working on establishing more of a virtual business rather than a physical in-person business. So always look at how your business can support you in you achieving what you want to do. And then the business really becomes a label of love and a labor of desire. A lot of entrepreneurs go into their business because they think they should. And should is a judgment, it's not your passion. So that's what I would leave you with.
0: That's so beautiful, thank you so much for sharing. I actually, one of my team members is from the Philippines and she's absolutely amazing. And there's so many Americans who think they have to pay the hefty American prices no, there are alternatives. And then I have a couple moms here in the States. And you have to remember that you are blessing their family as well, and they will bless yours as long as you treat them right.
1: Exactly. And my whole staff is moms. So I have five people working with me. All of us are moms in different <laughs> at different stages. yeah, And I love that. And two of the moms that work for me, I've helped them. Start their businesses, because their brilliance needed to be out there in the world, too.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you for what you do. I mean, that that alone is amazing. The fact that you've helped them build their businesses and are now helping them help other people.
1: Yeah. Well, one of my most passionate things this year was I started a program called The Journey of the Healer. And this is for people that just, one, wanted to get healing on themselves, or two, wanted to become healers. Because here's, let's face it, every woman I know is a nurturer. Everyone. And people come to us in all sorts of ways. And so I put together this year-long program to really help people Understand energetics and how they can apply them. Whether they're, they're working in business, or they're working in the hospitals, or they're stay-at-home moms and just want to use them within their families. And I'm so passionate about that because I see that this kind of work can really change someone's life, and it changes whole families. Like it opens up families to really help support, you know, the magic of the kids and what's available. And so, yeah, that's that's one of my biggest passions. And so what I hate is a lot of energy healers don't make a lot of money doing their work or they can barely survive doing the work that is so important. So my goal is how do you train energy healers not only to hone their skills and become better, but also to help them develop businesses that can thrive so that more of this work is in the world. Mm.
0: That's so beautiful. Marion, I have loved every piece of this conversation. I'm just, I'm so blown away by the fact that you built your business with three, well, with three babies. Amazing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. You know, some, sometimes I I think I never thought about that. I just, like, as they were growing up, my business was growing at the same time. Well, it's like but you had four
0: I, babies at the same time because your yeah. business was one of them.
1: Well, and what I love about our own businesses is, is that we can shape and, and model it to work for us. Absolutely. So every year, every September, I thought, what days do I want to work? When do I want to be complete? So all when my kids were growing up, I'd stop working by 3:30 or 4 so I could get them off the school bus or mm-hmm. I can go to their sports games. So that's the power of having your own business. You get to decide how you also want to frame it so it really supports you, it supports your family, and you can get as much um, joy in the connections with everything as you desire.
0: I don't even know how I can follow that up because it was just so amazing. <laughs> Listeners, I want to invite you right now to go over to the show notes at com forward slash pp498 and leave... A comment below with the aha or golden nugget that this episode has provided you with. And with that said, Marianne, I want to also put on there where listeners can find you, connect with you, get to know more, and all of that great stuff.
1: So um, you can find me on my website. It's the Center for Lifelong Happiness.com. The Center for Lifelong and you'll see the different kinds of programs and videos. We help people open their intuition back up. We help people experience modules or energy healing within their body or become a healer if you want to. And there's a whole lot more there and a couple of really great um, free gifts. Like, can We didn't even get to the conversation about what energy we bring in from our families and how that runs our lives as well. We might have to
0: have a part two so that we can discuss how to keep that
1: out. Yes, or how we change it up for us. Because when we heal it in the lineage, we heal back seven generations. And we heal forward seven generations so our children don't have to repeat patterns. So anyways, on my website, I think one of the free gifts is a video on how to do that for yourself. How to heal the negative energies that might reside within the family line.
0: I, everybody should do that.
1: And when I say negative energy, I don't mean like bad energy. I just think like negative thought patterns. Yeah. The example I gave around, you know, my parents just said, you have to work hard all your life, right? Yeah. We all worked hard all our life. But if we could flip that to we can work easy and have an amazing life, that's a different kind of energy we're inviting in.
0: Yeah. You're not saying out spirit out. Yeah, no, yeah. no, not, <laughs> no. In fact, we're saying in spirit in because yeah. in
1: aligning ourselves to spirit or God, however you want to hold it, what we're really doing is inviting in the light and the guidance that's so much more powerful than what our minds can hold for us.
0: I totally did not mean to do like a parody of Romeo and Juliet right there. <laughs> I can't even, I gotta tell you, I don't, I can't believe that I actually remembered what what play that was from. I didn't pay attention in English literature. <sighs> but well, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. And listeners, once again, I want you to visit the show notes page at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp498. You'll be able to find Marianne's link and leave a comment down below. I'd love to hear it. And I'm sure Marianne would too. Marianne, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners?
1: I think my biggest golden nugget is decide who and how you want to be in life and then go after it. So much of us is uh, focused around doing, 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 but we also have to take care of our being side do we want to be light? Do we want to be happy? Do we want to embrace joy? Do we want to see the wisdom that we hold within ourselves? Like that side of us is just as important to nurture as getting all our to-dos done in a day. And that's especially important for entrepreneurs because we as entrepreneurs are probably the most unbalanced group of people because we're driving so hard. So by paying attention to your beingness and how you want to be during the day, you invite in whatever it is that you choose to be.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.